the smart money, was home in bed. It was 4.30am, a Monday morning at the arse end of winter, and I should have been there too, clocking up a few hours sleep before the eight o'clock flight to Sydney. My son Red was somewhere in Sin City, missing and possibly in danger. Instead, I was sitting in a greasy spoon cafe at the Melbourne Wholesale Fruit and Vegetable Market, nursing a bruised forehead, drinking over-brewed coffee, and talking to a truck driver named Donny Maitland about his campaign to unseat the leadership of the United Haulage Workers. Dawn was still two hours away, and a frigid wind was sweeping off Port Phillip Bay, one of those bone-chilling breezes that descend on Melbourne in late winter and make us wonder why we bother to live here. Vendors were standing in front of their stalls, stamping their feet and rubbing their hands together. Beyond them, past rampaging forklifts and crates of vegetables, the tower blocks of the central city were etched against the sky above the railway switching yards, dark on dark. Donny had just arrived, five hours from Nanagoon, with a load of spuds. He breezed through the door in a gust of arctic air, a craggy, cleft-chinned, stout-featured bloke in a woolen pea-jacket. One of those men you knew if he was ever hit wouldn't fall down. Not that I could imagine anyone trying it on. Donny wasn't that type. His body was a fact, not an assertion. Something he lugged around to do the work. He spotted me straight up plonked his frame onto the stool beside me and laid a hefty hand on my shoulder. A flush of good cheer rose across his cheekbones like old sunburn, almost managing to conceal the fatigue in his amiable brown eyes. He must have been shagged a night behind the wheel, but he wore it well. Donnie was a stayer all right. More than once over the years, he'd drunk me under the table while the women came and went, talking of Michelangelo, or Solzhenitsyn, or Sinatra. "'Sorry to keep you waiting, Murray,' he declared. "'I stopped to help some bloke who'd lost his load on the South Gippsland Highway. Hope the bastard votes for me. "'It'll take more than random acts of kindness to win control of the haulers,' I said. Donny jerked his thumb over his shoulder. "'Don't worry, comrade.' The rest of the crew are on the case, spreading the word among the cabbages, and the kings too, if they find any. For the time has come, as the walrus said. I glanced through the glass wall of the eatery and caught sight of one of Donny's running mates, a scarecrow of a bloke called Roscoe, as he disappeared into the hurly-burly of the market, distributing handbills. Donny extracted a sheaf of flyers from his pea-jacket, and thrust one into my hand. Vote UHW reform ticket, it was headed. Fight for a union that fights for its members. As I read, Donny squinted at my forehead. Where'd you get the bump? You look like you've gone three rounds with the revolving door. I touched my hairline and winced. Must be this all-male environment. You've been brawling, haven't you? Donny tilted his chin up and stared at me with astonishment. In the twenty years we've known each other, I've never once heard of you swinging a punch. The other bloke swung first and swung harder, 
I said morosely. Name of Darren Stool. Bob Stool, son? Donny puffed his cheeks and exhaled. Runs the stool holdings depot down here for his old man. Did he realize he was taking a poke at a senior advisor to the Minister for Transport? This was personal, not professional, I said. We had a run-in a couple of nights ago. I never expected to see him again. Then, five minutes after I arrive here at the market, he turns up and decides to go for a repeat performance. Donny grinned and shook his head. You're a wild man, Murray Whalen. What's Angelo Agnelli going to say when he finds out his trusty lieutenant has been trading punches with the heir to the biggest private trucking company in the country? What the boss doesn't know won't hurt him.